1: In a moment that went viral last week, a fan paraded around the field in the middle of a Women's Champions League game, only to be shouldered to the ground by Chelsea striker Samantha Kerr. Samantha Kerr got a yellow card for her actions, but the fan may face no criminal charge at all. Charlotte Harper is here to explain why. I'm Alex Abnos, and this is Soccer Every Day for Wednesday, December 15th. Charlotte Harper, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, Let's just start at the very beginning here. Can you describe a little bit about what happened at this Chelsea-Juventus game last week? Uh, The video went around a little bit, but maybe not all of our listeners have seen it. the setting is it's a Champions League game between Chelsea and Juventus. And, uh, and as best as you can tell, and based on what you've seen in your reporting, uh, what, what happened?
2: <laughs> yeah, sure. So, um, a male fan ran onto the pitch during Chelsea women's, uh, Champions League tie against Juventus. Uh, he was a member of the club. Uh, he held up his phone, um, filming for himself as he walked a very, uh, slow pace across the pitch. King's Meadow in Norberton uh, London he entered the centre circle um, and there were no stewards in sight um, at the time of the video taking place Uh, Chelsea's Sam Kerr um, you can see her kind of eye up uh, the fan and body checked him Uh, he fell to the ground Uh, the crowd cheered um, and it seemed like a light-hearted situation, but in fact, um, he ran off and he was pursued by two stewards. Um, Sam Kerr was then issued with um, a yellow card uh, for the offence on the pitch. Um, a Chelsea spoke- s- spokesperson said a, a supporter gained access to the pitch. Um, he was apprehended and escorted off-site by the security team. And he has subsequently been suspended for the breaching stadium regulations.
1: So this is, when you say a member of the club and a supporter, so this is a Chelsea supporter that did this? Yes. Okay. Um, Yeah, having seen this video, I have to say I'm struck most of all by just how little of a hurry he's in. Oftentimes you see uh, pitch invaders running all around acting wild, and this guy is literally just like, Ambling around not in too much of a hurry. Um, were there any police or, or, or anybody on site to sort of take care of the situation at all? Or was it all pretty much on the on the stewards or or stadium employees to to take care of the situation?
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh there was no uh, police on site. Um and for a
1: Champions League game.
2: <laughs> for a Champions League game. Um and no arrest was made. Um the police um are informed about either any intelligence or any um pre-planned disorder or pockets of criminality any crowd dynamic and attendance numbers um and that's how they dictate whether women's games are attended by the police or not
1: okay well this video of sam kerr straight up body checking this guy kind of goes viral and understandably so because it's quite satisfying to, to, to see it happen. Um, but there's of course much more to the story than that. And much, much of what you have uncovered in the athletic on Monday, um, you sort of looked into the situation, Charlotte, and found a, a loophole. Can you describe, first of all, what made you report into the situation further and what that process was like and, and what you found?
2: Yeah, I think because it was such a, a uh, shocking incident and surprising yeah. and, and rare incident for a player to be booked and yet the um, intruder um, to not be arrested uh, for invading the pitch. Um, so, according to the Football Offences Act, um, pitch invasion is an arrestable offence if you go onto the playing area, um, but they're only part of designated matches. So, these matches. Are under general public disorder legislation, but just not part of another legislation. And um, there's been a lot of toing and froing um, between the Home Office of exactly which uh, women's games are um, under uh, or classified as designated matches. Um, they insist that the Women's Champions League game was under the legislation. Um, but have since confirmed that domestic games in the UK, so for example, the Women's Super League or the Women's FA Cup, or um, including the Women's FA Cup final, which attracted you know, forty thousand plus fans, is not covered by this uh, legislation.
1: That's really surprising and and shocking that because it's that that it's not specifically outlined there. Um, what was your reaction when you found out that this loophole existed and? Is is that indeed being used in the in this case? This loophole has has anything happened to the to the pitch invader in this case? Could anything happen? Um, will there be any consequence at all?
2: Uh, I think my reaction was that you know this needs to be investigated further, um, sure. and it also just needs to be clear. It shouldn't be this confusing for legislation. Uh, it should be in. Kind of black and white: um, what this legislation covers and what it doesn't, and to have you know a women's Champions League match in there but not domestic games um, needs to be updated um, so that uh, women's games are included. Um, re- regarding the fan, um, all the club have said is that he has been suspended. Um, it's understood that the police weren't called to the incident, uh, and so we're still waiting on, on news for. Need further update, but as it stands, he's been suspended um, from the club.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more.
1: And before we go too, too much farther, I should fill in, since many, most of our listeners are American, home office is roughly equivalent to, say, the Department of Justice here in the United States. It's basically the law enforcement, uh, the big law enforcement de- department in the United Kingdom. Um, and this has reached government this has this uh story that you've reported has sort of gotten some attention and and i'm curious you know can you sum up for us what's happened since this story came out on monday and uh what you think might happen in the future
2: yeah so since um the article went out a group of mps uh, including Tracy crouch who's the former sports minister has written to the um current sports minister to ask for the loophole to be closed um whether that will happen or not. We don't know how long it will take. We don't know. Um, So it's, uh, in their hands now, it's been uh, flagged to them. Um, we're waiting, um, for their response.
1: If anything were to happen and if this loophole were to be closed, just knowing how government works over here in the United States, it's not exactly swift, uh, would that be the case in the uk as well and if you had to would you guess that it would take a while or would this be able to be taken care of relatively quickly
2: i honestly couldn't tell you
1: <laughs> yeah yeah who knows um well charlotte thank you so much for for lending some insight i would like to move and turn our attention a little bit towards uh the actual games that are happening in the champions league because we have some good ones coming up in the in the women's champions league these next two days uh, we're recording this on wednesday but this will be out on uh, or Sorry, we're recording this on Tuesday, but this will be out on Wednesday during the first of uh, two, the last two match days of the Women's Champions League. Um, it's the group finales. And just like in the Men's Champions League, obviously, there's a bunch of intrigue. Which games should we, should we be looking out for on Wednesday?
2: So on Wednesday, uh, Arsenal travel to Hoffenheim. Uh, they need a point uh, to qualify. Last time they played them, they won 4-0. So on paper, this should be um, pretty straightforward for Arsenal to qualify for the knockout stages. But uh, never say never. <laughs> Arsenal yeah. um, you know, were thrashed um, <clears throat> against Barcelona uh, last week and um, really needed a win under their belts. And they got that in the league on Sunday against Leicester. So I don't see too many problems here for Arsenal.
1: And how about on Thursday?
2: On Thursday, uh, we've got a real tasty uh, tie. Uh, Chelsea travel to Wolfsburg uh, in Germany. They also need a point to qualify. Uh, Last time they played each other, was 3-0. I spoke to Emma Hayes on Saturday, and she's still pretty confident that her team can make the knockout stages. But um, it's going to be a real tight one. And Chelsea were well below par on Saturday. They lost 1-0 to Reading their second the defeat in the league so I'd keep your eyes on that one on Thursday
1: yeah and Wolfsburg of course seems like they have a lot to play for as well they're tied on Juvent or tied on points with Juventus who play Servette in the other group stage game um Charlotte thank you so much for filling us in on uh, on what what's uh, happening in this story and I'm sure we'll talk to you again
2: no problem thanks very much
1: Elsewhere in soccer today, it's a big day in the Premier League, with Arsenal taking on West Ham at 3 Eastern on NBCSN. There are also some interesting games in the Bundesliga, as Bayer Leverkusen takes on Hoffenheim at 2.30, and Borussia Mönchengladbach hosts Frankfurt at 12.45. Both of those are on ESPN+. This show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic, and you can get 33% off a year's subscription by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Thanks for listening. Happy soccer to you all.